show him my Blackberry. Shout out to Blackberry back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Who knew about BB Messenger, bro? Because we're talking about self-awareness. Yeah. And you being a black man to know find out that your mom is white. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your dad is black. And what does that do for a young black man growing up? You still got to deal with that at the end of the day, I'm not them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not them. Mm-hmm. And the parents that raised me, I just found out I'm not them either. Nope. What's up, what's up, man? It's your boy, Coach Crump. Yes, sir. Your boy, Chizzy, in the building. Welcome to... Yeah, welcome to the Boy Man King Podcast, where we keep it a buck, because the man, the journey continues, yes, man. Yes, it does. The yeah, man. continues, man. So, listen, we want to get into, man, something that's important for all men, yeah. and that is awareness. Awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. What is self? What is self-awareness? What do you define as self-awareness? What I, what I define as self-awareness is being... Very aware of yourself in the moment. Yeah. Like self-awareness is not just about where you are, mm-hmm. but emotionally. Right. Psychologically. Right. In that moment, are you aware of who you are, where you are, what you're thinking, what your process, and how that's affecting everybody around right. you? Right. Because it, it, it could be situational. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Certain things come up as a man, mm, self-awareness. Talk talk. How are you going to react in a situation? Because although we want to believe that we have it all figured out, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, there are situations that come up in our lives that require us to be aware. We're going to throw that word out there a lot this, this episode of, of what we're feeling, how to react, and how to get the best possible outcome as men. For sure. And then it's yeah, like for sure. self-awareness is one level, but we're talking about, look, we want you as men to have full awareness. Full awareness. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So one of the stories I wanted to share today, man, is like, bruh, um, I was adopted, Talk right? Yes. You still got to deal with that at the end of the day, I'm not them mm-hmm. and I'm not them mm-hmm. and the parents that raised me, I just found out I'm not them either. Nope. Chipotle, man, take it easy. Oh, yeah. But they're not a sponsor. Hey, but if you want to be a sponsor, you, you know what I'm saying? I'll let your buzz on. Chipotle, you know we got you. Yeah, listen, hit us up, man. Boy, man, keep podcast. Yeah, show you, you some know. love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, give us Lisa free food. So, but yeah, man, I yeah, used man. to talk to her and we, we, I'll be like, you know, babe, particularly when I had my children, because the issue was I knew my truth, but nobody else did. Right, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that I was adopted. It was that I lied about it so much. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Why, why do you feel that you had to lie about it? What's that about? I had to, I told lies because I wanted my situation to be my truth. I wanted my parents to be my parents. I wanted my family to be my I wanted Akla Warhol to be what it was for me. Right. But all the way, like, and I felt like by me being the, the different looking boy mm-hmm. or me being the one person that's not blood, it always made me an outsider. Yeah. And I want to be, and then I love where I'm from, and I love my parents, and I love my family. Right. Yeah. So I really just wanted that to be my truth. Sure. Um, I didn't have a strong desire to know my biological situation until I had my daughter. When I had my daughter, and she looked like me, mm-hmm. and she had the little acrylic, and she had the little, you know, the egg head. Right. You know what I'm saying? She like because my sister called me Eggy. 
You know what I'm saying? Because she's a bit, she's messing with my egg. I, I, egg can, egg. See, I can see the egg. See, I, I should have threw you that. I should have, I should have gave you that at yeah, all, man. Yeah, that's. I, I'm actually mad that's that a, I, that's an easy alley oop you just gave me. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm glad, anyway. you, I'm glad you ain't got no hands though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm glad you can't catch. You know what I'm saying? So hey, now, you know what I'm hey. saying? But, but listen, man. When I, when, when, when I was dealing with that, yeah. And I saw my daughter. She was pure. Mm-hmm. She was pure. She was my first blood. It was like it was the first. It was the first real person to me. Yeah. Like I was getting this, I was getting this weird energy. And so it made me have pillow talk with Bay. It was like, baby, like, I'm curious about my blood family now. Right. Like yeah. for real, for real. And she'll be like, baby, there's so much there. You could go find them. And I was like, nah, bro. I'm not, nah, but uh, let's talk. Yeah. Two years later, I had my son. Now I'm really convicted. Sure. Of course. Because my mind said, I, I told lies to myself and I don't want a lot of my children. Right, yeah. I yeah. want them to know yeah, they're true. they're going to ask you questions. <laughs> bro, they, they kids keep your blood raw. For sure. I got to tell you a quick story, bro. Yeah. Pause for the cause. We're in, we're in a grocery store. My son. My son was the most <laughs> comedic little kid naturally ever, right? Yeah. Well, he's like four or five. We go to the grocery store and it's this dude walking out with grocery bag, but he has like a beer belly. Right, but you haven't you haven't broke down to your kids what you can't say and not say and not do <laughs> in public. I can kind of see where this is good. Go ahead. So we come out the parking lot. <laughs> we're going into the sliding doors into the grocery store. My man's coming in, but me and CJ, he's a little kid jumping up and down. We're like looking at each other. Yeah. So my man comes around with the two bags and busts a pivot. Right. And CJ and I, CJ turns and see him, and they come right to each other. And CJ, sees, he's like, "Whoa, look at his stomach!" And I was like, "Get inside, boy!" Yeah. I was like, sorry, sir. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Like, answer. <laughs> oh, that was classic. But that's the pureness of when you have your children, yeah. bro. Yeah. That I didn't want to like when daddy. How come? Grandma and granddaddy are this old and this size, and right. you you look like yeah. that. You know what Big I'm saying? Yeah, and sure. I didn't want to tell them a lie, bro. Like my biggest thing, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to keep the lie going. Right. I didn't care what the truth was, but I wanted to tell my children the truth. Yeah. And so, God made it so, bro. I got a Facebook friend request from a little short little white lady mm-hmm. with the little you know get the little profile picture. If they're not your friend, they gotta show you just a little mini picture. Yep. And she said in the message, man, she was like, hey, I know you don't know me. I'm looking for my son. Um, are you, can you ask a question? Are you adopted? Y'all got this, because I, I think y'all got the same birthday. Right. Bro, just broke out of shakes, bro. Just broke out of shakes. I was in Bermuda. Just yeah. broke out yeah. of shakes, bro. Like, so Mike Smith, I'm about to have a meeting at Cedar Bridge. Mike Smith walks me out the gym. I was like, bro, come with me, come with me, come with me, come with me, come with me. And I show him my Blackberry. Shout out to Blackberries back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Who knew about BB Messenger, so now bro? You're, now you're dating yourself, you know what's... bro. But anyway, anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, Blackberry Messenger. I'm dating myself, bro. We, we ain't gonna get, we're not going there. We're not going to take it easy. I know where you're going. Take it easy. 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 All right. All right. Back to the story, yeah, back bro. Back to the story. All right. My so, so we, I'm doing this, right? And, and, um, I get the I get the message and I just know it's her. I just yeah. know I'm like, bro, that feeling, bro. You just instantly get like, this is it. So 2010 happens. We go through the I don't I don't know you. So I make sure I don't hear her voice though. I make sure she don't hear my voice. I don't hear her voice. We just text on Facebook. Okay, if this uh, first and foremost DNA test. Right. I don't even want to like don't don't go no further. 
Good DNA test. She said, if you're down, I'll ship it to you. I'll FedEx it to you. And you can FedEx it back to Arizona. We get the results in like four days. Yeah. So I take the DNA test and I call my parents who raised me. And I explained to him, she said, baby, we knew this was going to happen. Let's just wait to see the results. And we're going we're gonna to get through this. It's all cool, right? Come back, whoop-de-whoop, 99.99% that Joe Washington is my dad. Right. Man, so I was like. I mean, you had a choice to make in that moment because you got a lot of viewers out there that have been through a similar, have gone through a similar situation. Yeah, and I'm 27 years old at this time, married with two kids, never knew anything about anybody or anything on my biological side besides, yeah, it was a it was a a, a white lady and a black man, and neither's family. They was like they was educated because they was in college, yeah, but they couldn't take me. That was it. Mm-hmm. So that's all that's all I had. But when I found out the story, when I found out, uh, um. You know the the like the 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 um the genetics and the connection that yeah. I had without even knowing them. So it was traumatizing to all three families. I'm sure her family because it was secrets everywhere that was revealed 27 years later. Right, right. Like so, I'm I'm literally throwing a bomb on all three families at the same time. So much so that it was like, look, bro, we're not even ready for you to come and meet. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we're not ready. So, talk a little bit about that. That because we're talking about self awareness yeah. and you being a black man to now find out that your mom is white, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your dad is black. Mm-hmm. What does that do for a young black man growing up? From from now from then to when you're 27, you're saying, "All right, I, I'm I'm finally got an opportunity to meet my 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 you know my paternal parent." What, yeah. What did that? How, how did that? How did that play out? Talk a little bit about that. It, it, it was just a lot of shock, bro. Yeah. And at that age of stage, I was so good at holding in what I was processing that nobody really could see. Right. But everybody was like, this is crazy because I was growing up. I grew up blackity black black. You know what I'm saying? Like five heartbeats, yeah. New Jersey Drive. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> New Jack City. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Jeff Comedy Jam. You drop it. You drop it. You, drop you know what I'm saying? Like. like I grew up like Martin Lawrence is my the greatest comedian of all time. You know what I'm saying? That's questionable. I'll, I'll leave that one alone. No, but but, but I'm we, just we, saying I how right. I grew up like sure, that battle sure. rap, slap boxing. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like the full experience. Full yeah. Southern black experience. Everything, everywhere. Black empowerment, black love, right. black music, Jodeci, Silk. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? I think we get the picture. All right, cool. We get the picture. So when you see a picture and the first picture they show you of your biological brother and sister that's white, yeah. and they have an ACDC shirt with the electric shock on it, <laughs> I was like, yo, yo. bro, yeah. this stuff got all the way real because they all, white. all whitey white, white. Yeah. So I was like, yo. This is the true coming to America. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm officially, like, got to deal with both sides of America. And here's the crazy part. Keep uh, it all the way a buck. Yeah. I'm not either side. Right. Yes. You still got to deal with that at the end of the day, I'm not them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not them. Mm-hmm. And the parents that raised me, I just found out I'm not them either. Nope. So... Bro, the trauma was so thick that both of the families in Tupelo, Mississippi, when I was going up there to see and meet 
Then for the first time, it's like, we're not ready. They start making phone calls to be like, tell him not now. Yeah. So they go through my dad who goes through my mom to tell, tell me like, bro, don't come up here right now. Like the town is not ready to wow. receive you. Wow. And I could only imagine what that feels like because not only it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, you kind of feel excited because now you can actually, actually find out what this other side of you is mm. because we're talking about self-empowerment. We're talking about self-awareness. Part of who you are is identifiably based off of your upbringing, your lineage, your genetics. That's part of who you are. Mm. But in the same token, you might be ready. They're not ready. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can only imagine what that feels like as a black man, because now you're coming into your own. You're 27 years old. You have your own identity. And now the shock of now being introduced to a whole new side of you that you never even anticipated having. Mm. Of course, at some point you knew you was adopted. So you knew at some point you would have to address what that knew, the reality of that situation. But now, for all intents and purposes, you don't have to really explore that side of your life if you choose not to. Yep. You know what I mean? So, But I did it because I wanted to have my children live in the truth. 100%. So... Then my biological grandfather dies. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, come up here for the film. So I could have went and met him yeah. before he died. Right. So now he dies. They got me in the obituary. Wow. All these Washingtons, Chris Crumpler. Yeah. Right? Grandson. I go read his obituary. His obituary is my current resume. Wow. Uh, um, leader of a school, politician in the community. Basketball coach, wow. football coach, you know, father, minister, <laughs> teaches Bible study. Like his, when I went to meet, when I went to that funeral, his obituary was my current resume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, God. That's, that's good. That's the only explanation you bro, get like, to that. Like somebody that's somewhere in Mississippi, we, my grandfather and my bloodline, Mm-hmm. We have the same ideology and yep. and and, yep. and thoughts about God and thoughts about family and thoughts about community and thoughts about giving back. Like at the same exact one. But here's the kicker, bro. I meet my biological brother on my dad's side. We're, okay. we're, we're, um, what you call the twins, but you're not twins, but you was born in the same year. What's that? What's that? What's that phrase called? Weird. <laughs> I don't but, know. But me and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> me and my like because he had two he had two different women pregnant at the same time. Okay, okay. So me and my brother have this unique everything connected together. Right. Like it's really right. it's, it's really like weird. Good word. Yeah. So we meet. He's like we're in a limo. I'm in I'm in a limo. The second limo with the family. Yeah. He's like crying, like crying, crying, and I'm like, I'm about to say what what was that like? I don't. I don't know him. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. So when I saw how much he was crying, mm. I wanted to cry, but I couldn't cry. Right. I didn't know him. Yeah. And that pissed me off. Right. Because you feel like you was you, you missed out on an opportunity. You you felt. Oh, and, and it gets and it gets more dynamic. That, that part pissed me off because again, the men, the, the the father, the son, the the great like my dad was 
Still, still to this day, top wow. 10 in the state of Mississippi in points and rebounds in basketball. Wow. He's the first black man to be Mr. Tupelo High. He was on 60 Minutes. He got a full-ride scholarship to Texas Tech University. And what he did, because he went to guard Michael Jordan on tours and all type of stuff. Mm. What he did, he taught my brother the game so much that he played for Team Texas, played for Team Nike, went on a D1 scholarship because his dad showed him how to play every Sunday for five hours. Right. When they told me that story... That he started trading him at when he was nine years old, I got pissed again. Sure. That could have been me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I taught myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had nobody who been there breaking it down. And he and Josh was like, yeah, bro, sometimes dad would have me out there for five hours on Sundays. Like just teaching me everything. Then he was like, he would drive me from uh, uh, Lubbock, Texas to, to Dallas, Texas four hours over the weekend so I could play for Team Texas. And he would just make that drive every weekend. I didn't even know about AAU. Right. Like, so that, that's when it started like, I got robbed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what yeah. that feeling came. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> so, so, you know, so like, when you, when you start dealing with this, it start revealing some self, some stuff to about you, you. Yeah. About and then here's the last thing. Here's the last thing I share about the whole adoption situation. Me and my mom finally dealt with the race thing. It took us like five years meeting yeah. each other. Yeah. And I said, and I said, and she saw it in my book. She said, I started a book that I was giving up for adoption because I was black. Mm-hmm. And my mom's the editor of the book. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Right. She got mm-hmm. the source. She says. Chris, I know I, I know that you opened up the book like that, but that's not necessarily true. <laughs> so, okay. If I was white, would you would have gave me up for adoption? You got a good point, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, the mm-hmm. only reason you put me up for adoption because I was black. Yeah. So what that says about the world, what that says about you, what that says about the situation, what that says about life, what that says about America, like... Who who had to become the product of those decisions was me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now here's the crazy thing, what we both agreed to, me and my mom, because we had a dope relationship today. So I don't, I don't want like it's like it, it's gonna take about five more episodes for us to yeah, get all this out. Yeah, sure, sure. But the point I'm making is that by us addressing the elephant in the room mm-hmm. and keeping it all the way above, it freed me, it freed her, it allowed us to really see each other, it allowed us to really grow in that space and to just get a better understanding, man. You know what I'm and making me more self-aware. self-aware. That's what it comes down to. And you gave us a, a, a condensed version. Very, very condensed because yeah. it's it's a lot of layers in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but the point is, by me being self-aware, I can authentically present myself to my children. Yeah, to your children, to your family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not the posturing yeah. person that I was told that I got to be. Because I first started parenting, just like my dad. Mm-hmm. Right? But because of my own personal growth and development... I only not only became aware of myself, I became aware of my children. Right. Not as my children, but as humans. First, like, yeah. like, like they different. Yeah. Like you could try to parent all you want in a way that you was taught. You gotta ask yourself, is that working for Jada? Is that working for CJ? Yes or no? And we know the answer to that. We know the answer to that. These kids nowadays require a different level of parenting than we received as we, you know, when we were kids. Um, my dad, very laid back. My mom was a strong, she was a police officer. So mm. you, you know what that comes with. Mm. Um, although my dad was like a silent, strong gentleman, I recognized that he was the, you know, he was the disciplinarian in our family. 
Mm. Um, do I parent my children in the exact same way? I can't. Because mm. now my kids are very different. As you, my, A little bit of my story, um, my son is 18, going, well, actually turned 19 just this um, this past Sunday, um, the 17th, sorry, Monday. Um, he comes from a separated home. His, his mom and I are separated. So I have to approach my parenting situation with him very different mm-hmm. from how my parents had to parent me. Mm-hmm. So there are nuances in being separated and being divorced that kids have to understand throughout different parts of his life. Mm. You know what I mean? So I can take the same approach that my parents took to me because it's a completely different environment. So to your point, you have to ask yourself, and when you become self-aware, you recognize the space that you occupy, you recognize um, who you are as a person, you can lend those skills to how you raise your own kids. Yeah. Because as we know, there's no playbook. Oh, my goodness. There's no playbook to parenting. Yeah. But it, it is, it is a um, man, it's a book. I think I want to give you all the game. Chico, Chico. There's a book yeah. called The Hardest Job Ever uh, by Malcolm and Laura Gall. They, mm-hmm. got the, they got the school called the Hyde School up, up, up top. It's in the uh, Massachusetts uh, area. Right. And they got 10 principles for parents. I use I I teach because sometimes parents can be overwhelmed, but I do teach uh, three of them. One of them in particular is truth over harmony. Mm-hmm. Now, truth and harmony gotta exist in parenting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what you gotta you 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 truth always trumps harmony. So a lot of parents, for give you a practical application, is um, Jada then Jada got in trouble for school, right? So much so the teacher calls it like she's. She did disrespectful. She got suspended. Mm. But we already bought tickets courtside to the Hawks game. Right. A parent that chooses harmony over the truth would be like, don't say nothing. Don't bring it up. Right. Right. All we're going to do is we're going to um, go to the game and we'll talk about all of this tomorrow. Nope. Another parent who's full truth but no harmony Rips up the games, calls you people ain't going out. To the game. You ain't doing this. You I'm tearing your tail up. You grounded for life, and blah blah blah. A parent that merges both yeah. handles a situation like this. Jada, unfortunately, your choices has robbed you of the privileges mm-hmm. that we're going to partake in. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to the game and sit on court side. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to. Nana house Or you're gonna go here Or somebody's gonna come And babysit you While you clean the dishes While you write Apology letter While you clean your room Right And then when you finish Right Because you're suspended This is a OTG Come on Chico Give me the Chico <laughs> OTG Opportunity to grow Yeah Now because you're home Look how God works Now you get to clean the garage And you get to do it all by yourself So you get to get the full credit You know what I'm saying Right And now Look at the blinds. The blinds haven't been dusted in the house all year, but because you made yourself available, look at how God works. Now you can wipe down and wipe and wipe out all the blinds. And and and, and I know you're being facetious, obviously, right? Because I know a kid. A kid's gonna be like, whatever. You can have joy all you want in that. I want to go to the game, and I'm gonna be pissed that I'm not going to the game. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's the lesson that's learned, opportunity mm-hmm. to grow. Yeah. And had you not. 
then she would think she, the, the behavior would be validated. Exactly. Now, I could do whatever I want to do, whatever do I want. and I, I could manipulate one of the parents to, to get what I want. Nah. Nah, bro. None of that sauce has happened over here. And as a man, like, that is a challenge. And low-key, let's talk about that parenting tip for a minute, yeah. man, because we have a huge problem with, with the man and the woman, the mother and the father, not being on one accord <laughs> when it comes to parenting. Trust me. I Listen, you don't have to like my methods, but we have to be on the same page. Have to. Have to. You know what I'm saying? Have we to. have to be saying a song shit. So I, I made it crystal clear because, you know, kids are master manipulators. It's, it's crazy how children can manipulate and they never went to manipulation university. I was like, yo, how do you have a PhD and you ate? Daddy's you know gonna what I'm say saying? No. Mommy's going to say yes. Listen, they learn early. Ah! Like they, if they holler, right? They get what they want. It's vital. It's important. So as I learned manipulation with my children, they they knew, okay, daddy's black and white. Mommy love the kids. Yeah. Now, Crump love the kids. Right. But I don't mind punishing you. For sure. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you put yourself in a position, like your choices determine my response. Not, right. I'm not coming in with a premeditated, I'm coming into love, break bread, build, but your choices tell me otherwise. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. Mom is always like, I love my kids, and we're going to work this out, and just hug them, hug them, hug them. And they knew how to take that and turn it. And I had to say, eh, nah, bro. It don't work like this. And I make sure when I address them, I address them in her presence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is when, when she speaks and gives you a direction, she's speaking for both of us. Both of us, yeah. When I speak and I give you a direction, I'm speaking for both of us. And if you try to come in between this, and create some little divisive spirit, boy. Right. Double the crime, You're double the penalty. You know what I'm saying? But they, we we have viewers, we have listeners, yeah, right, who don't come from those ideal situations. No, nah, I can tough. tell you, it's tough firsthand experience. Yeah, what that manipulation boy looks like with the kids. I remember my son wanted to get a tattoo. Mm. I said, "Look, I can't tell you not to get a tattoo because I have tattoos. But when you get your own money, and when you can." When you become 18, I'll take you to get a tattoo. Okay. And we could have that experience. And what do you, what do you think he did? Like, with the mom, bro. With like, the mama. <laughs> mama, I'll pay for the tattoo. I'll get him the tattoo. And what he do? He got the tattoo. Yeah. And of course, no, I'm in a position where I try to have a conversation with her. Look, we got to have, we got to be on the same page about this thing. Because although it's small now, mm. these small things turn into big things. Facts. And the emotions sometimes of people don't lend to, making the most reasonable decision for the long term. And, and this goes back to our, our initial conversation talking about full awareness, bro. Full awareness, bro. Because, like, you could be self-aware, but you're not aware of parenting. You're not aware of kids. You're not aware of, like, how do we even get here? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it needs to be on a, because we're, as much as we like uh, to have the, the authority, but with great, Calling, purpose, challenge, and come great responsibilities, bro. And one of those things is a man. Mm-hmm. As a man, I can't speak to every single person, but as a man, you got to educate yourself. For sure. About who you are, where you are, why you're here, and how that affects everybody. We, we talk about this game that I love chess, right? Yeah. All of these pieces don't have the same power and authority. We're going we gonna to learn the chess. I, I don't play chess. Yeah, it's okay. Nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. And we're going to pray for you. You got a shade button over there, my, yeah. my guy? Because that's not like, that's, that's like shade. That's it, not like shade. It just sounds like you're sensitive. I'm just, I'm letting you know I'm actually I, here to support I you. Well. 
I, I would just okay, let you okay, know that I'm here to support okay. you. You take, you always go left. You always get sensitive about That's stuff. That's cool, there. bro. I mean, I, we're going to talk about sensitivity, too. No, we're not. Yes, we're, we no, we're not going to talk about sensitivity. We're going to talk about awareness. <laughs> and I'm trying to make a point with this game. Go so ahead, the point ahead, I'm making ahead. about the chess game is that, bro, they, they, they at this point in their lives, mm. when they play in this game of life, they can't all just move how they want to move. Right. They all don't have the same power authority. They all don't have the same position. Yeah. It's the same thing where we have the ultimate trump card as the man, the leader of our house. Like we got to understand that we may not be in a good position. Mm-hmm. We may be able to mm-hmm. move like somebody, like this other brother can move, or this other dad can move, or this other man can move because of our situation, because of our position, because of our power right now in this moment. Not because it, it determines our value. Right. We know right. our value. Sure. Well, sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. still mighty men who are humans on earth. But at the end of the day, if you want, I tell I tell people all the time, a sidebar. If you wanted to stop uh, struggling women and children, all you need is a strong man in the household. Right, yeah, yeah. I, there's no support services in 20 years that came to my house to say, look, you know, we got a, I know you got a woman and children here. And we, just, you know what, they don't have to even, you know what, they have to be on their radar? Because I'm here. And every strong man I know his wife and children, or, or th- they don't need services. But on the awareness side, let's keep it all the way above. Women and children are not fully aware how important that man is. And there are those out there that, that women that believe that they're not even fully aware of how, how important that man is. So that's why you have that device. So again, in that same situation that I talked about earlier with my son and the tattoo, Women sometimes need to get out of that way. And of course, this is not a woman bashing environment. No. But no. at the same time. Shout out to my queen. We need, Love you, baby. <laughs> we need to recognize that mm. sometimes, you know, there are nuances in relationships that allow or disallow men from really coming into their own by virtue of the fact that um, some, some situations that they put themselves in aren't yeah. the best situation. I'm just going to put it like that. Some situations. They put themselves in. I'm not the best situation, I, and I'm guilty of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so and that's even, hold, hold on, but let's start right there. That's even important for you to admit. Yeah, that you're guilty of it too. Yeah, yeah because yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah, the confession, the for omission sure. of sure. our own roles that we play in creating these situations, yep. and creating these relationships, mm-hmm. and creating mm-hmm. these narratives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And creating these dynamics, and creating these complexities. Like we have a role. And so we're stopping to say, bro, check yourself. Be aware. Be aware of everybody that's involved. And then now use that power, that influence, that right. presence yeah. to make a pivot. Right. Because self-awareness speaks to being cognizant of you and your abilities to control you. I can't control anybody else but me. Mm. As much as I think I can control my other, my ex-wife or my current girlfriend or any other relationship, I can control me. And my behaviors can only dictate the outcomes that I want to di- dictate. So going back to the story about my son. So fast forward, a year later, I come to Atlanta. He's now 18, 19, getting into college. The tattoo conversation comes up again. We go and we get our tattoos together. And I say to him, D, you knew it wasn't about the tattoo, right? He's like, yeah, you know, but I wanted it. I said, yeah, I get You wanted what you wanted. But at the same time, it's my job as father, as dad, 
to provide some level of wisdom to you. And look where we are now. We've come full circle. What's sitting in there? What's sitting in a tattoo parlor? Getting a tattoo together. And all you really had to do was just listen to my instruction and listen to what I'm, what I'm telling you, to, what, I'm, what the instructions I'm giving to you. And he laughs about it. He's like, yeah, 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 you're right. I said, when you play, when you try to manipulate situations, this that's the outcome that happens. Mm. It's divisiveness and it's just unnecessary. Mm. And so he recognized that but sometimes these, you know, you have to go through a process of, 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 of getting knocked down before you step, before you get back up, sort of thing. And so now, tattoo is not the issue. It's more about how can I, how can I develop myself so that I know that moving forward, I can't be short-sighted in the decisions I make because that's what I want. And that's where that self-awareness piece comes into play. Like, I need to recognize what I can do now so that I can prepare myself for, for the decisions in the future. And that's it, man. Thank you guys so much, bro. Great, great, great job. We just got started, dude. Yeah. We just great job. Started. Great job. Listen, man. Thank you guys for ch- tuning in. Appreciate you, man. It's your boy Chizzy. It's your boy Crump. It's your boy, man. King, King Podcast. See you next time.